Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is November 18th, 2021. Four days. Let me see. What do we got? One, two, three days until... No, four, because we four. play Monday night. It's four. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Uh, we got it. You know, I don't even, even want to say this is a big show. Maybe even not a good show. It's a show. I, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not in a very good mood. I know, Ralph. What is going on? Well, you know, I spent two days doing this game film. Got it all ready, and all of a sudden, Rick Stroud has to be a pissy bitch. <laughs> you know, I. It's Tampa Bay Times, not like the TMZ of Florida. I just burn it down, man. I figuratively. Yeah, figuratively. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> get banned, or damn, the FBI kicked my door in, or some crap. Uh, if you're not aware, the Tampa Bay Times put out a piece accusing. Antonio Brown of using fake vaccine cards or a fake vaccine card. Now, this was a long piece. I didn't get the wordage on it, but I think it's probably the longest piece I've ever seen Rick Stroud write. Uh, It was detailed. It went into the nitty gritty and the backstory of Antonio Brown and how he's a piece of crap and doesn't pay his debts and all kinds of good stuff. Just, it was a work of art. You know, the, uh, I just, I, I don't even know what to say, but I, I'm just so flabbergasted. And if you don't know now that these reporters are not our friends, then I don't know what to tell you. They do everything they can to hurt this team or at least you know, you might you might not say they're they're purposely trying to hurt the team, but they don't have a problem. They're going to put more work into bringing people down, destroying careers, attacking people than they are. I don't know, uh, learning about football, or watching game film, <laughs> or knowing what the hell they're talking about. It's just I all the. Mm, of all the stuff, all the stuff that you can talk about with right. the NFL, right. I mean, there are 16 games a week. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of football out there from two different perspectives: the yeah. perspective of each team. Yeah. You could do any number of things with that, and this is what they want to talk about. Yeah, you figure there's 16 games generally, uh, you know, by weeks and stuff like that. It pops down to 12 or whatever. The, you know, that's 150 plays. That's approximately 100, 150 plays per game. You've got all these coaches who spend hours and hours and hours devising game plans and players who spend hours and hours and hours practicing, you know, getting these game plans in their head and getting ready for them and everything. And then after the game, what do these idiots talk about? Stats, where they talk about, Human interest stories. That's it. That's it. That's all these guys ever talk about are those two things because they're lazy and they're cowards. You know they they're not gonna they're not gonna talk about uh, 
you know, anything that requires them actually having to do anything. What they what they do is they talk about rumors and uh, what, you know, somebody said or did or what. It, they're like, uh, I can't even, I can't, I am so mad right now. Uh, okay, here's the story. Apparently, they're... Antonio Brown had hired a personal chef to help him with this TB12 stuff. And uh, he brought the personal chef from California and had him come move to Florida. And the personal chef became a friend. And because that's what you want to do with anybody that's cooking your food, you want them to be your friend. And, Fair enough. you know, apparently the personal chef hung out with his girlfriend, who's a model, and uh, they went did stuff together so you know it wasn't like this guy was just a regular employee it seems like these guys always get personal with their uh, personal assistants or you know these guys that they they hire well anyhow apparently this Gruez guy claims that Antonio Brown now owes him ten thousand dollars they had a falling out over it apparently Antonio Brown paid the guy forty six thousand or something and the guy said no you owe me I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. But it's a $10,000 difference between the two. Well, this guy gets upset. And, you know, Antonio Brown tried to patch things up with him, but apparently that didn't work. So this guy goes to Kevin Blatt, who if you're not familiar with Kevin Blatt, it's because you don't pay attention to TMZ and the Hollywood Reporter and all the crap that goes on in Hollywood, because that's who this guy is. You remember the Paris Hilton tape? That was Kevin Blatt. Oh, the, the sex tape? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what this guy does. Okay. And the uh, the girl that played uh, Pippi Longstockings, she put out a sex tape through Kevin Blatt. You know, the guy's a real crappy person, to say the least. Anyhow, so this personal chef goes to this guy and tells him, hey, <laughs> I saw Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown asked me to get fake vaccination cards. I couldn't get it. But I saw Antonio Brown had fake vaccination cards. So this black guy calls up, oh gosh, what's his name? He's the lead counsel for the Buccaneers. Uh, Dan, Dan Malaski. He's the chief legal officer. He calls him up on October 16th or 18th, something like that. And he tells him, says, hey. I just want to let you know that you have some issues in your on your team with guys with fake vaccination cards. He didn't tell him who. He didn't say names and everything like that. Now, of course, Rick Stroud makes it sound like this guy, you know, was being Mr. Nice Guy. You mm-hmm. know, I just want to let you know that all mm-hmm. this and, you know, the way Rick Stroud worded it, you could tell Rick Stroud's got a big boner for this guy. Because <laughs> obviously this is what Rick Stroud looks up to. And the... Uh, you know, he said that he told chief legal counsel, hey, you know, I just want to let you know. this." And when he was asked, when Blatt was asked, did you try to, you know, get money from them to make it go away? The guy was like, no, that's that would be extortion. <laughs> right. Like this guy has any ethics right. whatsoever. But, you know, just look at his body of work and that'll explain it, who this guy is. So anyhow, apparently they're not getting paid for 
enough so they leak this to rick stroud and rick stroud of course is going to take it and run with it and this is the biggest news in the nfl right now oh yeah all the big guys have picked it up now oh, yeah. they're reporting on it the yeah. national media the bucks already put out a statement did they yeah Gosh, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown's probably going to get cut, or if anything, no. He's probably the get team's like his vaccine card's fine. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. In your face, then. Let me let me. Would be the first statement. time Rick Stroud got a story completely wrong. I know. They said after an extensive educational process conducted through our organization this past off season, highlighting the benefits of the COVID nineteen vaccines, we received completed vaccination cards from all Tampa Bay Buccaneers players and submitted the required information to the NFL through the established process in accordance with league policy. All vaccination cards were reviewed by Buccaneers personnel, and no irre- irre- irregularities. <laughs> It's been a long day. I, I have never had a okay. No irregularities were observed. Yeah, right. But still, that doesn't mean it wasn't a fake vaccine card. And if it was, then you know Rick Stroud was nice enough to let us know in the article that it's a five-year prison sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Of course, this is couch feigning crap over COVID. We talked about this. And a few podcasts ago, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. And now they got to go do this, which is this is this is which to me, I'm like, OK, it came from a guy who feels like he's getting screwed by A.B. Yeah, so right there, it's not good faith. It's not like, employee. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're like, it's not, you know, I don't know. It just. Okay, buddy. Like, to, it, they did have screenshots of text messages, which I'm like, that's you can fake that, right? Between very easily between the chef and, and the Antonio Brown's girlfriend. Yeah, allegedly. Right. So, so, and, and it, this is all coming from Antonio Brown's girlfriend, who sent the text messages and said, "Hey, can you get us those vaccine cards that you said you could?" And he says, "I'll try." And uh, of course, this Ruiz guy claims he never did, but he did see Antonio Brown with fake vaccine cards. You know, well, how does he know they're fake? Right, I know. And, you know, it, it's just so much crap with this story. You're just, it's sickening. I, one, well, doesn't it even do further, pe- like, implicate him where they're like, oh, hey, can you try to do this? And he was like, yeah, I can get it. You know, yes. he went out and he tried to do it. He, he tried to couldn't. do it. He couldn't. And A- according to allegedly, him, Allegedly. Right, right, exactly. Like, just, Who's, who's going to admit to a... To, a felony, I guess this would be. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a felony? I mean, I it's just know. silly. How in the world could that be a felony? I know. But then for him to, oh, he asked me for it, but he definitely didn't get him for me, oh, even no. though I tried. He got, he got right. some. I don't know where he, he got, got him. From. It was me. For I know sure. everything else about this yeah. except the where he got him from. Right. You were like, get out of here. Yes. I just don't, you know. And then to leak it. all this stuff, you know, that's just, it's just vindictive. And the fact that the, Times and Rick Stroud and these guys would do that. This is the same crap we saw them do with Gerald McCoy. This is the same crap we saw them do with, uh, God, what was that coach's name? Um, Chiano and Freeman. Remember that? It was all one side of the story, and they they printed that stuff like it was gospel, and then come to find out later, oh, you know, Freeman's a drug addict, and uh, he had a lot of issues going on that, uh, gee, these guys didn't. Yeah, and Chiano was trying to help him. and Right. Right. it, he wasn't 
the monster they made him out to be. Right. And, you know, this stuff just pisses me off so much because I love football. I love football. The human interest stories, you know, it's kind of a side thing with me. It's it's just like with stats, you know, <laughs> you know, they're a tool. There's something to play around with. But I'm not a stat head, so I don't just consume myself with stats. And I don't consume myself with the personal lives of these players. I don't care. You know, we've talked about this on here. I just don't care. Of course, I want them to all be perfect angels that, you know, are great role models for our children and society in general. But it's just not going to happen. So I don't I don't want to know that Nacho dropped dogs off in a kennel, which turned out to be a lie. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want. It's like Michael Bennett. Remember him? When mm-hmm. he played with us, I love that guy. I talked about him. I was like, he's going to be a rising star. He's going to be a rising star. And then we got rid of him. That sucked. And then we find out he left his dog here. And, you know, he mm-hmm. turned out to just be personally, he was just a piece of crap person. You know, he, you know, lied about cops in Vegas and, you know, busted on video, you know, making up stuff. You know, so, you know, he's, he's just a crappy person. I don't, and so you, you go, well, I don't want to root for a crappy person, you know, and that's what they try to do with these people. I mean, here, here's what Rick Stroud says. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to pull out a few things. He says, he said, uh, Brown became one of only a few Tampa Bay players to be infected with COVID-19 this season. Okay. That's kind of ambiguous. What's a few? You're going to detail everything in this article, but you're not going to detail that. How many people? How many? And yeah. how many of them were vaccinated? Right. A lot. Let's talk about that. I mean, we don't know. When people go on the COVID-19 list, we don't know if they have COVID-19 or not. You know, there, a lot of them are close contacts or whatever. So, But we've had, good Lord, 20 people probably that have gone on the COVID list since the beginning of the year. Anyhow. So, you know, he makes it sound like, Brown is one of the only ones that's been infected mm-hmm. with COVID because he's not vaccinated. And then he goes on, he says, uh, Brown became one of the only one of only a few Tampa Bay players to be infected with COVID-19 this season, missing one game because of it. The week three game in Los Angeles against the Rams, which the Bucks lost. Now, I am sorry. These guys are professional writers. That's what they do. They regurgitate crap onto the print page for us. They know every single word they write. They put them in an order that they want to, you know, get the story across to people. And what he's doing right here, and he's, he's one, he's saying, you know, uh, most of the players, or Brown is, you know, he caught COVID because he, did, he, he didn't get the vaccine. It's basically what he's saying, right? He's saying he's one of the few players that uh, was infected with COVID. And then he goes around and he says he missed the game, which the Bucks lost, by the way. You know, basically blaming Brown for losing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all insinuation. It's just, it's just nasty stuff, nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, and then he goes on and he says, it is unclear whether Brown ultimately got the vaccine, but according to Ruiz, at least over the summer, Brown tried to avoid it. Okay, now we don't know if he did get the vaccine. We don't know if he had fake vaccine cards. We don't even, he might have got fake vaccine cards and decided not to send them in, whatever. But he got COVID. He's protected now. He's immune. All right? It's better than a vaccine. 
said, just shut up. <laughs> you know? I know. He got That's COVID. He was out 10 days. And he's back. Guess what? He didn't die. He didn't get anybody else sick. He didn't. Oh, God, if he got other people sick, they would they would be burning down Raymond Jane Stadium. You know? Now, this is kind of a segue into the game film review. Last week, remember, or when we played the Saints, I was like, our team is, they, it's something weird there. They're playing in like a fog. You know, they just don't look right. There's, I, I couldn't explain it, right? This this week was kind of the same, but it was more tangible. You could you could actually see it on the field that there's something wrong with this team. And, you know, this might be it. You know, because the legal counsel was notified on the 18th of October. We played Chicago a few days later. Then we played New Orleans after that. Then we had a bye week. Then we played the Redskins here. In the Redskins game, I mean, the uh, Saints game, I was like, Brady was a little off. And he was off target. Not his usual self. In this game, he's the reason why we lost. On offense. Completely, 100%. Because our offensive line did great. Our receivers did great. And we had some drop balls, but they were mainly from the running backs who Tom Brady kept throwing to. Now, Tom Brady got hit very quickly on our first series. I think it was like the third play of the game. And it was a big hit. And it looked like it was right in the ribs. And that guy put his weight on him when Brady went to the ground. You know, it was a bam. And I know a lot of times I, you know, I like to be over dramatic about this stuff and you know, kind of blow it out of proportion. And it, you know, because it's a game of inches, so an inch is really a mile. You know, so you you take the little things and you blow them up. But there was something wrong here. I do not know. It's a, and this is all pure speculation. Like I said, I was watching the game film through the whole game. I'm like, whoa, this is this is there's some serious there's some serious stuff wrong going on here, and I don't know what it is. So you know, I'm thinking Brady got hurt. You know, Brady Brady doesn't let people know when he's hurt, as we saw. You know, he played all year last year with uh, was it MCL. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knew. Uh, you know, you pointed out. You know, he had his finger was hurt. It's on his left hand though. And, uh, you know, Brady's the kind of guy, he's just going to play through stuff. You know, he's just going to stay out there. He's not going to take himself out of the game unless, you know, he knows he's going to be a detriment to the team. And it looked like to me that, you know, he threw the interception, the first interception. Uh, the first one bounced out of Darden's hand. But the one he threw to Mike Evans went over Evans's head and right into the the – defender's arms to this day i still don't know whose fault that was but you know it very easily could have been tom brady's you know it was just a bad throw he he threw some bad passes in this game you know he was throwing short he was throwing off target but the big thing was after that he had i counted 10 open receivers during this game 
that he never threw to. Now, this is not like Tom Brady at all. I mean, that's Those are like worse than Jameis's numbers, yes, too. Yes. And I, I'm not talking about this. These are receivers who, you know, are, are open, you know, by a step or two in front of their defender. But no, I'm talking about this is dirt cutter scheme and guys open. These guys were wide open. You know, there quite a few of them were touchdown passes. One, Mike Evans was wide open in the end zone. And he would not throw it. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he was mad at them. <laughs> I don't know if he was hurt and he couldn't throw it that far. Now, he had two deep passes after the interception. Uh, one went to Darden. That was like 30 yards. And then he had the one to Mike Evans on the left that went for the touchdown. So, you know, he it appeared he could throw it deep. I, something was going on. I don't know what it is. So then the story breaks, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because – and it's not only Antonio Brown implicated because right. apparently Alex Guerrero mm-hmm. is the one who – he didn't receive the vaccine card, but allegedly Antonio Brown – sent him a picture of the vaccine card. No, no, he came to Antonio Brown's house and took a picture and sent it in. Oh, to the okay, Buccaneers. okay. So you have to wonder right? if and he's wrapped up, you know, are, is the team investigating? Is the league investigating? Right. Is Tom privy to information that we don't have? I'm sure he is. Right. And also, according to this piece of crap article hit piece from non-fanboy Rick Stroud, the the guy Pratt, or, uh, God, what's his name? The Blatt. TM- Blatt. The, the TMZ, TMZ guy. Yeah, the, okay. the sex tape guy. He said there's a number of players who have fake vaccine cards. Now we team. don't Yes, on the team, on the Buccaneers. So we don't know. That's what he told the lead counsel, the legal guy uh, for the Buccaneers. Dan Malaski. So we don't know the extent of it. Yeah, we don't know if that's true. We don't yeah, we don't know what's going on. But so so obviously there's some you know, this has been known by the Buccaneers for a couple weeks. And it's probably, you know, they probably sat down and talked to Antonio Brown. He's probably talked to Tom Brady. I'm I'm sure it's just filtered throughout the team. And you know, this this COVID stuff is dividing people all over the planet, you know. And you know if somebody on the team who's, you know, scared of COVID and he finds out that Antonio Brown didn't get his vaccine but said he did and he was hanging out with vaccine, that that would rip that would rip a locker room apart. Or if players know that they've submitted a fake card and, now, and are, you know, mm-hmm. are now in jeopardy of being discovered, yeah. Yeah. You there, know, that could affect your play. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that could be falling out from this, but it makes sense the way we're, we've been playing the past couple of weeks now because I just couldn't figure it out. You know, I talked about it uh, in the last game analysis. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but it's just like we're wading through a swamp or you know, we're just moving slow. We're not putting forth a lot of effort. It's like we're playing in a fog. And you know we we make we're making silly mistakes that we just don't generally do. Anyhow, Tom Brady, there was definitely something wrong. And this, see, this is what pisses me off about these supposed media stenographers who claim to be reporters for the Buccaneers that they don't see this crap. 
You know, they don't see it because they don't look at it. You know what they do? They depend on other people to do the work for them. You know, like the stats. They're always talking about stats. They're not the ones collecting the stats. Somebody else is doing that work. They're just They're looking at the piece of paper. They're probably not even analyzing the stats. No, they don't analyze the stats. Somebody else analyzes the form and goes, hey, look at this. You know? I mean, the, the, what do these guys do? Got to be the laziest people on the planet. They don't do nothing. They don't do any work. Any work. They write. That's what they do. So anyhow, get me off on a tangent with these idiots. So it was obvious watching this game field that there was something wrong with Tom Brady. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know, but there was something wrong. He missed seeing 10. We devastated their defense. Our offensive line had, I mean, we just dominated them. Our running was dominating them. And our receivers were getting wide open out there. And like I said, I'm not talking about two, three steps ahead of a guy. I'm I'm talking wide open where there's nobody within five, ten yards of them. Where where their defend the defenders didn't know they were there, you know, it's happened ten times, ten, ten times. <laughs> I don't I don't know if James Winston ever reached that level. I don't think so. I mean, his was like a handful, maybe not even that. I think that well, would be he, high. He would he would he would do five, six, seven times a game generally. Yeah. But he, a lot of that had to do with Cutter just scheming guys open. I don't I can't remember a game that I've seen this many guys wide open since Cutter. I mean, this Washington's defense was horrible. Their secondary was total crap. I don't, we, we should have put up 50 points on them. Easy. But something was wrong with Tom Brady. And, you know, he, he kept checking down to the running backs, Fournette mainly. I mean, almost, I don't know, it was just so weird because he had plenty of time. The, the offensive line was doing great. You know, they, they screwed up once at the beginning. And other than that, there was hardly any slip-ups. And Tom Brady had plenty of time back there. I don't know if he got spooked or if he was hurt or if his mind is just somewhere else or whatever, or if he's pissed. I don't know if he's pissed at the team or, you know, the front office or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, screw this. And he just checks it down every time. I don't know, but there's something wrong there. And that these idiot reporters don't know this. And don't ask them. I don't. I don't get the opportunity to ask them. I'm not there. I don't have access to these guys. I'm not access media. It's their responsibility. They should be doing that. You know, they should be asking Tom Brady. Hey, you know, we noticed out there you missed a lot of open seeing an open. You missed seeing a lot of open receivers out there. Is everything all right, man? You know, you're not going to hear that from them. You know. Until somebody like me or Anthony Beck, I think he even pointed out that uh, Mike Evans was open on quite a few of those plays. But it was even worse than that. I mean, 10, 10 guys. So, anyhow, it doesn't end there. There's something wrong with our defense. I don't know if there's a the war going on there, too. But JPP, I want to say Shaq. Not gonna not gonna put him in this category yet. The Damakangasu, maybe Levante, uh, Jamal Dean. These guys are not doing anything out there. I mean nothing. Uh JPP, he's playing like somebody that shouldn't be on the field. He's hurt. You know, but he's I mean, he's really just a body out there in this game. He was just 
there. You know, and he do you think up, it's the injury is or is it mental? Yeah, you, no, I don't know. I well, tell him it looked like I don't know what shoulder it is, but I would say it was the left one the way he was because he was always putting his right arm up, keeping his left arm down. But, you know, even that's that's not like JPP. He would fight through that, you know, but he I mean, he's out there. He's not putting up any of fight. Mm-hmm. None. Uh, Sue is getting pushed around. But now don't get me wrong. Redskins offensive line is good. You know, and they they played well, but the effort these guys put in there are is is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Uh, you know, I just I mean, Levante had had a couple good plays, but generally, you know, he's just kind of he was just kind of sitting there watching a lot. You know, kind of like last year when we pointed that out. Sue, that's really surprising with him. I mean, he was literally getting pushed out of the way. It reminds me of Gerald McCoy, the way he would just, Gerald McCoy on run plays would just get moved out of the way. That does not happen to Sue, but he did in this game. And uh, he just didn't have that that oomph, that fire. As a matter of fact, the one sack he got, he got because everybody else flushed Heineke out. And then he, he ran up and basically tapped him while he was down. Sue did absolutely nothing on that play. Nothing. Hmm. Uh, Shaq Barrett, you know, he he had one good play that I can recall just off the top of my head. He, he probably had more than that, but he had quite a few mistakes, which that's unlike Shaq Barrett. Yeah, he never does that. And he just he just didn't seem like he was uh, fighting hard. Jamal Dean, I'm about giving up on that dude. Jamal. Jamal, Jamal Dean, I'm about giving up. You know, I mean, I talked him up last year, and then I was kind of disappointed in his thing. And this year, I've been what the, but his lack of effort in this game, it just screamed off the screen. I just, uh. So I, you know, and and you know, I, there wasn't a whole lot of celebrating, even when they did make a play. They weren't congratulating each other, and there was quite a few plays where, you know, when they screwed up, they were yelling at each other. There was more fighting with each other than I saw than anything else. Like the, the last touchdown they made, uh, Gibson runs to the left. It was one on one yard line. He runs to the left and just basically walked in. Uh, it looked like it should have been Devin White out there, but JPP was the defensive end on that play. He should have had contain. He kind of went inside. Devin White got, I don't even know what he was doing. He didn't look like he was doing anything. And Levante David ran out to try to get uh, Gibson. And there was he could just couldn't get there in time because he was basically in the middle of the field. You know, so it was hard for him. So, but anyhow, as soon as he gets out there, you see JPP throwing his hands up and yelling at Levante David. Levante David turning around, yelling at Devin White. You know, I mean, they were not happy with each other. Hmm. So, I don't know what's going on with this team, but I'm kind of worried. You know, and yeah. I did not, yes, I did not walk into this worried about this. But after watching this game film, I was like, oof, yeesh. So, you know, if they're if they're like waiting towards the end of the season to start playing hard, they need to, like, they they need need to, to get do it, it together now. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, then, we're almost at the point of no return where you're like, okay, let's get it together. Yeah. Guys. Yes. And 
you know, when this article came out, I was like, oh, you know, just speculation. I was like, oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe yeah. they've known about this for two weeks, you know, and they're fighting and, you know, picking sides and everybody. It's like rats leaving a sinking ship, you know, because, I mean, this could sink our season. Yeah. I mean, especially I don't know who it's going to impact if if it's true that other players are implicated. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, right? ha- how many people could we stand to lose where it's not going to cost us? Because you know, it would be an instant suspension by the NFL. I mean, oh, they're yeah. not going to play around with that. Yeah, and and you know they're gonna they're gonna put Tom Brady under a microscope. Yeah, yeah. And you know this could go up to ownership. I mean, you know. <laughs> they might they, they, uh, oh Rick Stroud I just why'd you have to print this story now of course they would leak it to somebody else somebody else could have printed it but dude this stink is never going to leave you never I know, who's going to want to talk to him on the team mm. ever would you no <laughs> no well I'd like to talk to him no. <laughs> but not friendly uh, okay, so so more more with the game film. Last uh, against the Saints, I talked about that weird defense they were running, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, they did it a few times. It was really weird. I've never I, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, so I, I, I've, I'm going to put a video out on this game. Uh, we had actually planned when we were doing the podcast here to do some screen sharing, and I was going to go over the video as, as I'm talking about it, but we just didn't have time to do it. Hopefully that's something we're going to be able to get going uh, here soon. But I'm definitely going to do a video on this game. But the it, it's I, I'm calling it the the three five two or the three or the the four four five. Wait a minute, is it? Uh, three five three or the four five two. I'm trying to do the math. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, got well, well, we'll have four down linemen rush. And then we'll have five guys fall back 10 yards from the line of scrimmage in a line, in a line. And then we'll have two guys over top of them, or three sometimes, three. Uh, sometimes we won't have five guys in a line, but we'll have four guys. But it, it's a it's a very, very strange defense, and I can't find anywhere. I've never seen it before, but I can't find anywhere that – you know, explains it or talks about it. I mean, you know, I've seen variations, but we're leaving the flats totally wide open, which, you know, normally in, you know, cover two or whatever, we'll, we'll have guys that, you know, when you play zone like that, you, you have guys that watch the flats, but we're not watching the flats at all. We're letting them catch it. And then we're running up to them. It's almost like that Mike Smith defense where you keep everything in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now against the saints, we did this play, well, that scheme, I don't know, five, six times. And I was just like, wow, you know, I've seen it sprinkled here and there. But then I, during the Saints game, we did it more. This game, almost exclusive. I mean, we did it probably 20 times. Does that work? Well, what do you think? <laughs> they were just coming down the field on us. Uh, I, I think it's something Todd Bowles has designed, and he's trying to uh, – you work out the kinks in it and everything. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those things where you're like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Who This is their job to talk about this team. 
You know, Rick Stroud, and how about what you talk about that? Here's a new defense that I'm aware of. I mean, it might not be new, but it's I've never seen it before. Here's a new defense being, you know, gradually introduced into the NFL. Now, here's the funny thing about this. See, this is a, this is how the NFL works. When when a team does something, other teams will start copying it. Mm-hmm. Guess what I saw the Redskins do in this game? Our defense. That defense. They did it one time. Oh. And I was like, whoa. What? Exact same thing. Lined up five guys, 10 yards off the ball. Did it work for them? I can't remember. I have to look that. Uh, but, you know, I could see where it would it will be effective, but it definitely takes the top off. I mean, you can't throw anything 10 yards deep. It's almost like a prevent defense, you know, but. You know, we're using it in first down, second down, third down. I mean, we played zone almost exclusively in this game up until that last drive in the fourth quarter. You know, then we started playing some press man, some man. And, uh, you know, we, they just, they got, that last drive was just <laughs> kind of impossible to describe. And they, they just got some plays where you're like, that, that shouldn't have happened. And then the next play, you're like, yeah, that shouldn't happen either. And they got two pass plays that were quick slants on man press coverage with a defender draped on them. A man in De- – Devin White came in free. Nobody blocked him at all from the left side, the left tackle. Devin White was lined up right by the left tackle. Left tackle crashed it down. Devin White came in free at the quarterback who was running, throwing to the left – Throwing right where Devin White is running from. Devin White is literally right in his face the whole time. And he throws to a receiver doing a slant who is coming across with a defender draped on him. I mean, draped on him. There was nowhere for him to throw that ball. So he had to go. He had to not get hit by Devin White. He knew Devin White was going to hit him. Devin White did hit him, too. Clobbered him. And the... You know, Devin White could bat the pass down or whatever. So you got to throw this ball. You got to throw it quick to a receiver who's completely covered, and it worked for him. It just shouldn't have happened. It just didn't happen. Not only that, but they did it twice back to back. It was just like, no, that that's not possible. I don't know. Just the gods were on their side. <laughs> but there's there's something wrong about with our team, and you know, this of course this is all just speculation, but. You know, they're they're playing like they're uh, distracted. Yeah. Preoccupied. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not that important to them right now to be out there on the field, maybe. <laughs> and, it, and it seems to be just certain guys, but uh, don't know. But the Tom Brady thing, it's, that's, a, that's a little concerning, you know, I. You know, my thought was, like I said, that he got hurt and he felt like he just couldn't throw it deep. So he didn't even mm-hmm. look deep. He mm-hmm. was like, I'm just going to dump it underneath, dump it underneath. But then, you know, later in the game, he did, he, he threw it deep a couple times. And you're like, well, those were pretty good passes. Why don't you do that more often? Because you got guys open down there. And, uh, you know, and then with the defense, seeing, I mean, Dominic Sue, he just, he he's a consummate professional. I mean, this guy... He goes out there. He plays. Now, he's not going to give you these spectacular plays all the time, but he does his job, and you do not run on the Dama Kong Sioux. You do not push him out of the way. You don't do it. 
I don't see it. I mean, I've seen it happen maybe a handful of times in the what, three years he's been here. You know, and I, I saw it happen in this game more than I have in three years with him. Now, granted, the Redskins are they got a great offensive line, but they're not that great. You know, to the suit just didn't he, he just didn't seem like he was into it. You know, same thing with JPP. I know he's hurt and everything, but you know, he, you know, maybe he's coming out with the hurt thing as an excuse to not, you know, the, these guys that look like they're not really trying that hard because they don't want to get hurt. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I can't explain. It. I can't explain. It. I don't know the answers. It's all speculation. But I'm telling you what I saw is there's quite a few guys on this team who are not playing hard. Jamal Dean. Uh, it, it's hard for me to throw Shaq Barrett in there. He had some good plays, but he's just not playing like you normally see him play. Uh, JPP, Sue, Levante, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, like I said, he's kind of in the Shaq Barrett category where, you know, a few great plays and then the rest of the game, he's kind of just not there. You know? Well, and that's also like if some of the players have quit or aren't giving it all it kind of trickles down and it might take a while for it mm. to trickle down to players like that yeah. like levante like Shaq, like they might be on the bubble they might be late adapters whatever <laughs> <laughs> not up with the latest fashions yeah um i i, I don't know and, and and again guys you know i'm not trying to freak anybody out about all this stuff and you can just take with it you know this could have been just an off game and it might have been a coincidence that it happened Kind of the same way with the Saints game. Now, this one was a lot more in your face than the Saints game. The Saints game, you just couldn't. I was just like, what? The Saints didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just there. And we were just shooting ourselves in the foot and not, you know, not not playing well. And this game, it was kind of the same. But you, it just really jumped off the screen at you that, you know, there is something wrong here. You know, these guys are either hurt or they don't want to play or I don't. Maybe they're saving their energy for later in the year. I don't know. But that doesn't explain why Tom Brady would not see ten open receivers mm-hmm. down the field. And let's think about this. He only got forty. Was it forty snaps total? Nine of those. No, nine. Eleven of those were rushing plays. So he only had like thirty pass attempts. Out of those thirty, he had ten of ten times where he had wide open receivers. And he didn't see him, or he or he saw him and just couldn't throw to him. Don't know. I I got to do this video because you, I don't think guys, I don't think people can really grasp. Uh, like what, what is now. happening here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the Redskins secondary just couldn't. Uh, I mean, they're bad. They're really bad because we were open all over the place. And they're just very fortunate that we didn't take advantage of it. Well, now I'm freaked out. Yeah, I am too. And I don't like feeling like this. I'm angry about the Antonio Brown stuff. And I'm freaked out about what I'm seeing on game film. Now, we we watched, was it Larry Foote? Yeah. Yeah. He's the outside linebackers coach. Yeah. Right? We watched... Uh, his press conference the other day. Uh, 
brutally honest. Oh, man. Well, he's a former player. He used to play for the Steelers. Yeah. He played under B.A., actually. Well, B.A. was offense, but. Yeah, when was that? The Steelers? That, was, that had to have been in the 90s? No, 2000s. Hold on. I'm looking him up. But I, he was he was brutally honest about these young kids. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff he said, I was just sitting there going, whoa. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, he was with the Steelers 2002 to 2008. Yeah. Oh, and then again, 2010, 2002, 2013. Yeah, he was saying that, you know, there's a there's – a, these young guys on the team, they don't know how to fight through adversity. They're not tough. You know, they expect everything handed to them. Well, I felt like he was saying that about all NFL players now. Yeah, Like, yeah. with the exception of, like, Tom Brady, who was you, in the league at the same time. Right. Him. He mentioned Tom Brady. He was like, <laughs> well, you know, me and Tom Brady. We, yeah, we came up at the same time. Yeah, we're old school. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he he kind of ripped into these guys, but he did it with a smile on his face. Yeah, and you can tell he's not used to being in front of a microphone that much. Uh, like, he kind of said a little too much, I thought. Yeah, I did too. And I was thinking, how is this going to go in the Yeah, I can see room? that really. Um, yeah, players are not going to like hearing that. Yeah. And But, you know, maybe this is, he's one of those coaches that, you know, he tells you that on the field. Well, he said he was like, you know, there was a clip of a coach who put his hands on a player and he was like when, oh yeah, I don't know where it was from. It wasn't in the NFL, the high school or uh, college or what, I don't know what it was. Yeah, the coach got fired. Yeah, I don't know the context. But he said, you know, in my day, it was like your parents were telling them to get physical with you. It was not. (laughs) He said my parents were out there encouraging the coaches to whoop my Whoop my butt. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's how I grew up, too. Yeah. I mean, in the neighborhood, you know, every parent in the neighborhood had full right to whoop your butt if yeah. you did something wrong. And, you know, it was well known. I mean, mm-hmm. if we, you know, you're out and you do something wrong, any grown-up sees you, you can get your butt whooped by them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they drag you home, you know, <laughs> put you in front of your parents, and they give you a butt whooping. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, so I I see where he's coming from, but I the whole time he was saying it, I was like, man, I hope he said this to these guys before because if they're just now hearing this, yeah, that's going to cause some problems. In the well, lockdown. and then they asked about Tryon, and he's about the number of snaps Tryon's getting. He was like, well, he should have gotten. That's what he gets for getting drafted at thirty two. Right, Feels- like basically, like he should have been better to get drafted higher yeah. if he wanted snaps. I was yeah. like, ooh. He was like, if you'd been drafted top five, top ten, top ten you'd be starting. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, and he said, he's, what was it he said? Uh, he said the big money plays, something like that. He was like, the guys with the big contracts, they're the ones that get the snaps. Yeah. We go down from there. Yeah. Said. yeah. Which I'm like, they don't normally talk about that. Yeah. Now, now, Tron was playing hard out there. But I tell you what, this Redskins defense ain't nothing to be messed up, or this Redskins offensive line. And Tryon could not get. He's just he's just too small. Mm. You know these guys are. I mean, Redskins defensive. I tell you who who was giving Redskins offensive line <laughs> a problem uh, was Vita. Vita was Vita was having fun with those boys. Yeah. And uh, they, they. I mean, it was a back and forth. They were giving him a hard time, and he was giving them a hard time. But Nacho did good, and uh, and Goldston did pretty good. Oh, and Nelson did pretty decent. You know, for Nelson. 
you know, so uh, again, I mean, those guys were out there busting. You know, Nacho was just out there killing it. I mean, he was being Nacho, just nonstop motor. And uh, Golston did pretty good, and you know, Vita was being Vita. But you know, like I said, Shaq Barrett. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that he wasn't trying. It's just because these guys are that offensive line is good, mm-hmm. and they were they were putting a stop on it. Now he had a couple plays that were really quite impressive. He drove the he bull rushed that left tackle one time. I was like, like whoa, yeah. that was good. Yeah, it was back when they were backed up in the end zone, and uh, Heineke was trying to throw a pass, and Barrett was the reason why we they had to punt because he just bull rushed that left tackle, pushed him right back into Heineke, made an errant pass. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So when you see stuff like that, you go, well, you know, these are, that's that's hard work right there. Yeah, so that's why it's hard to say that Jack wasn't busting his butt he just wasn't <laughs> very effective yeah uh and especially like if other guys on the line aren't giving up it either right they're not helping you out and they're not doing you any favors yeah yeah nelson played a lot more than i uh, was expecting you know he normally does uh jpp you know if he's hurt the way he would we need to take him out of the game man or at least definitely limit his snaps because he was t- totally ineffective out there as a matter of fact i would say quite a few times he was a detriment you know and you know it doesn't look like he's trying you know mm-hmm. the jpp is a kind of like a honey badger out there you know i mean he just limbs flailing yeah. feet going motor spinning, going motor yeah you know i mean he will chase you down all the way across the field he wasn't doing none of that you know he jumped up a couple of times tried to bat ball but other than that, I mean, he he got knocked on his ass quite a few times. So did uh, Sue. Sue got taken down, and again, you know, that just doesn't happen. It ha- Sue's name hasn't been playing that great this year, I don't think. And you know, he got who was it against the Saints? I can't remember. Uh, he got body slammed. You know, I mean, he just got pushed right on his ass. I mean, take it off his feet, landed right on his back. I ain't never seen anything like that happen with Sue. Mm-hmm. So again, it might be the fact that he's got twins at home and he ain't getting I know. Any sleep. I swear, it's something. It's got to be that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not for everybody. Not everybody that has a baby. Yes. Does that, but a lot of the guys that do. With JPP, you know, he said he's not sleeping. Yeah, that could be. I mean, that's got to get you sleep, man. You got to get your sleep. You're not going to heal. Your br- your head's not going to be right for the game. You're going to be slow, sluggish, disoriented. Uh, Winfield, he was out there kicking butt. Okay. Yeah, no problem with him. Uh, we didn't have Cockrell out there that much. Uh, we replaced him with Edwards. That was very strange. Oh. Uh, Edwards, you know, he, he played well. Uh, Whitehead, you know, I mean, those guys were playing hard, but not being that effective. Winfield, Winfield was being effective. Uh, Edwards and Whitehead, not so much. Uh, um, offensive line did well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only, uh, let me see, Thomas Smith got beat by Young once. Uh, Kappa, let me see, burr, burr, burr. Kappa got beat. About 98 for a pressure. Yeah, see, that's the second quarter there. Uh, Kappa beat by 94 for a pressure in the third quarter. 
and uh, see Marpet got steamrolled on by on a stunt. And he ended up holding the guy and dragging him down with him. Should have been holding. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get called though. No. Okay. Cool. Let's see, uh, Kappa pulled one time. Going, he went to the left side, ended up tripping on Cameron Brate's big feet, and fell down. Didn't block anybody. And the guy he was supposed to block ended up <laughs> tackling him for that. He just fell right on his face. Boom. Yeah. But other than that, I mean that's that's great stats for the offensive line there. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was that at the beginning, Marpet getting beat, that hit on Brady. But after that, yeah, well, they played great. So, you know, hopefully, I'm reading way too much into this, and it's just a, you know, it was just two bad games for us. This last one being really bad, but but you got to be concerned about Tom Brady not being able to see those guys or not f- being able to throw to him or not thinking he could throw to him or whatever. I mean that's uh it was very shocking to see that because he doesn't do it that often. When he was with Patriots and I watched game film on him, he'd do it every now and then. And like we said, Jameis Winston was notorious for it. He would, like I said, four, five, six, seven times a game, he would miss wide open receivers. He was just, he just wouldn't see them. And I said, well, you know, Tom Brady does that too. So, you know, not as much, but, you know, I'm going to see it. Since he's been here, it's, it happens rarely. He sees guys when they get open. Uh, and he did with Darden in this one. You know, Darden was wide open over there, got that 30-yard pass. But that there was 10 others just like that. That he didn't see, you know, and it just makes you go, huh? Oh, what's going on there? So hopefully, hopefully, I'm reading way too much in all this. I hope all this just blows over the vaccines card stuff. They oh. just nothing comes of it. Yeah, I, I want to find. I hope to find out that he, you know, he got a vaccine card. It's official, and everybody just shut up. Just Stop talking about this mess. I'm tired of hearing about it. <sighs> but we had to know, you know, they can't just let it go. Oh, no. They can't. Oh, no. They this, will never let this go. This is going to be the biggest talked about thing. You know. It, I know. Well, Aaron Rodgers, that whole fiasco is over. It's out of the headlines. So now they got another now one. Got, that they now can, they got another one. Yeah. How sick is that? About, it's How disgusting. Is it? They're awful. It has awful nothing to people. do with football. No. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Did you see, oh, that video of the ex Jets running back, Zach? Oh, my God. That was the mess horrible. Woo. He threw her into a TV. Woof. You know what? He's thankful I mean, for this story. Yeah, no kidding. It took it right out of the. And then, that no, nobody knew his name anyway. I don't know who he is. <laughs> People know his name now more than they did when he yeah, was playing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was ugly, ugly stuff. He threw her into a TV. She's probably about 100 pounds soaking wet. Then picked her up and slammed her, her onto the kid's rocker. Now, you could hear the kid in the background, but I, I never saw I couldn't him. see the baby either. Yeah. And then as he was walking out, he said, I love you to somebody. I don't know if it was the kid or Oh, my her. God. But you could you could tell by the way that all, all played out. You know, one, she had the camera set up. Uh, two. Yeah, two. From two different angles. Two, she wasn't freaking out like a crazy person would or a normal person would. She just kind of went with it. You know, she was like, stop, please stop. Yeah. Can you stop doing it? You know, kind of. Uh, 
you could tell this has happened quite a few times with those two. You know what a piece of garbage. Oof. Yeah, if you if you have not seen that video, be prepared. It's. I it's mean, tough. it's nothing. I mean, Ray Rice has nothing on this guy. Yeah, that's true. All Ray Rice did clock his wife. Knocked her out, didn't he? Well, it only took one. That was a tough one. I yeah, mean. That happened. And remember, we had to watch commercials for a full year with a mm-hmm. bunch of snobby celebrities telling us not to yeah. beat our wives. Well, now all the idiots in the media will probably say he's got CTE or something. It's like a symptom. Domestic violence is a symptom of yeah. CTE. They'll make excuses for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, though. It. It took that right out of the headlines. I don't even know if it made it in the headlines. I didn't see it. I saw a trend on Twitter this morning. Yeah, but and it, then it, it was, was on gone. Twitter and everybody was saying, don't repost the video. It's so traumatic. It triggers people, whatever. You know, oh, my God. Get a life, people. Yeah. And they were like, you know, just so I heard people talking about it, but they were all saying, you know, he needs to be put under the jail, blah, blah, blah. like that. And uh, then all of a sudden, guess what? Antonio Brown's. Well, yeah. Got, you know. He he did a no no with the with the disease. So I just I'm tired of I'm so sick and tired of it. Are we gonna have to watch commercials now on during the NFL games about don't don't use a fake vaccine card? You know, I mean that's what always happens. They do mm-hmm. bad stuff. We get lectured too. I know. Well. Antonio Brown's attorney came out with a statement and he said it's false. Oh, yeah. He's vaccinated. And he said, uh, do the right thing and get vaccinated, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he made like a PSA. And he said, this is really degrading the all the efforts that we've done to combat the disease, to be doing this uh Soap opera that's speculation right. or something that's like that. That's right. You just Rumors finger wag right back at the media. That's how you're going to deal with these people. <laughs> Ah, yeah. So I'm going to try to get that video done. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to get it tomorrow. I was really disappointed that we weren't able to get it done today, but I just, people need to see this, see what I'm talking about. And I think they'll be of the same mindset that I am that, uh Oh, there's something wrong there. You know? So I, I hope that it's just, everybody just coincidentally had a bad day. Yeah. I hope there's nothing physically wrong with Brady. I hope there's not something mentally wrong with Brady. I hope he's not pissed mm-hmm. at the team. Or that they're not coming after him. Or Guerrera. It's just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit of news. Okay. I'm going to touch Later on that real quick. Do it. Uh, the Saints placed defensive back C.J. Gardner-Johnson on IR with a foot injury. So he's out three to four weeks. Uh, but he'll be able to return. We placed Richard Sherman on IR. I'm so glad we got those two bad games out of him. And now he's on IR. <laughs> like, I do like, I do like, uh, I think he is probably good for the younger guys. But it's just kind of annoying. We are getting uh, long snapper Zach Triner. He's been designated to return to practice. So he had that tendon injury in his finger. I haven't noticed he was gone. I mean, I have we had any long snap problems? No. Nope. 
at all. I know. And then Sean Murphy Bunting and Scotty Miller were practicing yesterday, or no, today. And Greg Allman said that they are progressing as they prepare to come off IR. So they could be back on Monday. We don't know yet. Their deadline to return is next week. So we'll see. And then lastly, Gronk and JPP returned to practice in a full capacity today. And I've got the injury report. I just want to run through real quick. And then we can wrap it up. So Antonio Brown with his ankle injury and fake COVID card did not participate Thursday. <laughs> Dee Delaney, quarterback, has an ankle and a concussion. And he's in the concussion protocol. So he didn't practice today. Chris Godwin with his foot was limited. Gronk with the back, full participant. JPP, full participant. And then Vita with the knee did not participate. And then on the Giants side... Saquon Barkley has that ankle injury. He was limited today, so he has returned to practice. Devontae Booker, their other running back, has a hip injury. He was limited. Linebacker Lorenzo Carter has an illness and an ankle injury, so he did not participate. Defensive back Nate Ebner has a knee injury. He did not participate. Fullback. Who has a fullback? The Giants. The Giants. And uh... Colin Gillespie. The calf injury, he was limited. The Saints, Saints have a fullback. I think so. Right? Keith Smith. And uh, um, San Francisco, use check. They got mm. use check. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard has a quad injury. He did not participate. And then tight end Caden Smith has a knee injury, and he did not participate. So that is Thursday's injury report. We'll have two more this week, I guess. So Friday and Saturday, since we have a Monday night game. Right, so Saturday will be the official Yes. Last one. Uh, real quick on the game film, I counted 13 uncalled – well, no, I'm sorry. 11 uncalled penalties, two penalties that were called that were BS. The <clears throat> pass interference, I said that uh, – I think it was Delaney in the end zone. Mm -hmm. I decided to not complain about that one so much because I just could not get a good angle on it. And it's, uh, the, it's fair. The broadcast – they're, they're absolutely horrible with some of these things. You know, they'll they'll show they'll replay it once, and then they'll show the guy standing around in a huddle or somebody on the sideline picking their nose or whatever. Or a commercial, or even a, worse. Yeah, they're doing the same where they're showing commercials now while they're showing. So, uh, just could not get a good angle to see what actually happened there. So, I withdrew my complaint on that one. But we did have uh, hands to the face, face masks, holding. On the Bucks, Bucks held twice. That was uncalled. That horse collar one was definitely a horse collar. I showed you that one. Mm -hmm. It was the same exact play Devin White did to Jameis Winston. Uh, another face mask, hands to the face. Uh, Sheriff did on Vita. Uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah, some holding, holding, holding. Not a whole lot, though. I wasn't. I wasn't too upset about the refs in this game. Neither side really did any dirty plays, or they both played pretty clean. Well, good. Yeah. Except the Redskins, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> all right. Terrible. Uh, guys, I hope I didn't freak y'all out about the the state of the Bucks. 
And it's funny because, you know, I was uh, originally, you know, after that game, I was like, eh, yeah, it's just a bump in the road. We're going to move on. But then after watching the game film, I was like, yeah, there's something wrong here, and I hope it gets worked out. I mean, it's, obviously, it jumps right out at you. I mean, it's just like, oof, what's going on here? So we'll see. Hopefully Monday night we won't if be an embarrassment. You know the big story is going to be the Antonio Brown vaccine card. Thank you for that, Rick Stroud and the Tampa Bay Times. Y'all are friends of the Buccaneers, he says sarcastically. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we'll probably have another podcast out Saturday. We're going to do a preview of the Giants game. So be prepared for that. And uh, till then. Go Bucks.